0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at FullSneakGear.com. Also, be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at Sportsman'sEmpire.com. I'm going to start recording in three, two, one, and we're up. Welcome to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Go Wild. Go check out Go Wild today. We are in a hotel room on a couch. I'm in a chair. Garrett is back again, DIY Sportsman, and we're sitting here with Cody DeQuisto uh, of Lone Wolf Custom Gear, right? Yes. Yep, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. And uh, they got a new product line out, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Ins and outs. I got Garrett on here because he's really detail and technical oriented and uh, he's going to ask some questions if uh, I forget some and we're basically going to break down this new product line that they have and you know the cat's out of the bag already Uh, I'm not going to you know get into an introduction here because social media and the people who want to follow it are already following it you know because of social media so I'm just going to honestly jump right into the first question and that is why did you guys decide to do this now? I mean, what why why this timing?
1: That's a good question. Um I think so I guess the, I guess all the uh the pieces sort of just kind of fell into place this year. Yeah. Um so, you know, with the fact that we always retain the name brand Lone Wolf, we always planned on doing um other products. Yeah. So we always had a camera in the uh, you know in the pipeline that things were getting worked on and and ground blinds and a lot of different products and I think it was this past year um, you know uh, doing the innovation for XOP and is great but it's it's one of those things where we have to make a product for the masses. Yeah. You know, so if we start getting too mobile oriented or if we start getting too comfortable, we all of a sudden lose this it it just sucks having to please everybody. Yeah. Um so I think, you know, it was like one day we we were just kind of like um you know, we had the camera coming out, you know, we had been working on that for for quite a while now. Um and we had some conversations with Dart and Archery, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to bring out the bow. And it was like, you know, um, it's time. It's time to do a mobile-specific setup. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been that sort of innovation since, like, when Dad first came. I mean, when, back in the day, pre-2006, when, when he was really, like, like, cranking out new stuff, you yeah. know. So we were just really eager. Um, I wanted to see the ideas that I had. Uh, that dad and I have been discussing, um, you know, collectively for, for the years, just, just come to life and a, a tree stand that catered to the people, you know, like he, he and I hunt. Yeah. And so the
0: timing as far as the, the entire product line and then the creation of lone wolf custom gear, is that because the timing of all the products have reached a, like, okay, now we're happy with where everything is at, and now we can launch them. I don't understand. Okay, uh, so, so so no, so so the uh, question is like, I mean, you guys have been tinkering. With, I mean, something like this doesn't just take overnight to design. And I'm yeah, and I'm pointing yeah. at the the new tree stand, and you know, getting a trail camera up and running doesn't you know oh, yeah, take yeah. overnight. So so. All the the entire product line itself, right? The the trail camera, the tree stand. You have arrows that are coming out. I mean, from a timing standpoint, did you have this like this year, like a year oh. ago, saying we're going to launch in two thousand nineteen, or was it just okay? The products are ready
1: now. We now we can launch. Uh, no, no, we we sort of had it in the pipeline. So um, we definitely were at ata last year kind of uh you know scoping Mm -hmm. some some things out you know um always you know the type of person i am too uh into the bottom line like anytime i'm hunting i'm just i'm just thinking like man how the hell could i do this easier or i need to change this so all that stuff is just constantly accumulated so uh it was being implemented in custom stands that like i had been using for the the past year so i mean i have old i have old old original um like lone wolf castings that, that dad did back in the early nineties, like with the straight rungs that were super light and they were actually yeah. like sandcast. I got the first models when he first released in like 2004, that, that eight pound uh, assault, like mm-hmm. the first ever assault yeah. that I've just, I've chopped and they're like, uh, Byron calls them Frankenstein's. Like they're, they're, they're these little like things where I, I gadget with and I toy with and I grind on and I cut yeah. things out. So I'm always like, it's always in mind. so like when when it was like okay it's time to bring the stand like that stand was essentially in my truck that i've been using you know i mean i use xops and i but that these stands are my babies like those those sit in the front seat with me when i drive places like you know it's it's you know i uh, i use those for the missions and um so to to design this yes it did take some field testing and, and and a lot of trial and error to get like everything on point but so much of the work was done already. Yeah. And it's always being done. So I think it was a and, and with my background in tree stands and, and, and dad's extensive background in tree stands, it's like it, i mean it just it just flows and rolls out. You know, it's we know what needs to happen and, and, and we uh, implement it in design. Yeah. Okay, so
0: the the designs as far as the tree stand is concerned are you know, they all come to a head. Now we now you you've come to a point where I guess your you guys' bread and butter is tree stands, right? You guys are known for tree stands. Now, why, why arrows? Why a tree? Why trail cameras? Why get more complicated as opposed to just sticking with a tree stand?
1: Dude, Dan, that is an awesome question. Yeah, and it is exactly the same story of why dad invented and designed the original lone wolf back in the eighties yeah he was upset with the equipment he was using and he thought that everything out there was subpar and not that i'm saying there's not good stuff out there but um dad and i have had a lot of bad experiences with trail cameras yeah i mean we've used a lot of them ever since back in in uh when white addictions was around yeah uh trail camera sponsors we had versus stuff that i had purchased you know that we and not that I, like we were literally get going out and tried everything on the market but uh, just a lot of common problems, and we just knew what we wanted to see in a trail camera. And when we designed it, um, it was more so like, okay, how can we design a tool for hunting? Not like some like gadget. I, I feel like, you know, although we got good megapixels and good like video quality and stuff, it's I feel like everybody gets wrapped up into the well, my camera's got 10,000 megapixels and it fits in my, in, you know, in my freaking crotch pocket or whatever. So, yep. like, we were just more so trying to design something that was super easy to use, user-friendly. Um, you, we wouldn't have to jam sticks in a level. Uh, we wouldn't have to, you know, uh, weasel around with little twigs to pop a battery card out. We wouldn't deal with opening a door and batteries just freaking falling in the CRP grass and looking yep. for them. It was just... So a lot of little imperfections we were, we were um, unimpressed with. And you know, we've designed a camera we want to use now. Yeah. It, it, it's always like, you know, like that stand that I that I Frankensteined up. It's it's like, well, at the time, I was doing that for me. I mean, like, yeah, I, I could have grabbed an XOP or I could have, you know, grabbed an old Lone Wolf that I had. But, like, it wasn't good enough for me. It wasn't getting the job done. So, uh, ultimately, like, you know, we designed this products because we want to use them. Uh, the arrow to that point. Um, so, the arrow is dad's brainchild, right? So, many years ago, we uh, he... He shot i um, I'm trying to think, he shot a deer, and I can't, I can't do the story justice, and down the road when he's on the podcast, he could probably tell a little better, but it's just one of those things that um, every hunter can relate to. You get that bad shot, mm-hmm. and you're just, you're sitting up in the tree stand, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, shit, what the hell happened? What did I do? Did I not anchor right? You know, but no matter what's going through your mind and what you think of, it always ends with sitting in the tree stand like fuck i hope i got blood yeah like i hope there's blood on the ground so i can so i can track this deer And it and uh you know i've shot deer like that dad has shot many a deer like that you you get that bad hit or that that arrow you know it might even be in them and i've you know i've tracked deer that we lost that were dead yeah. i mean they were dead man i seen the hit it went straight you know way in the back but for some reason that hole was that arrow stuck in him he didn't bleed he got too far we lost the blood yep. you know can't get dogs so it's just one another one of those things that like you know we you know we've seen a problem and we wanted to sort of like you know come up with a solution yeah yeah
0: okay so you got the uh you got and i guess now you're out right you got the products you got the and you mentioned something about a ground blind but i didn't see a ground blind at the no, booth today
1: that's just something that we've kind of always had to work oh okay yep yep like those are stuff that that we still even you know are fidgeting with that you know is probably you know uh to come as soon as we kind of focus on that portion of it but gotcha. we we've never really been ground blind hunters but like that's a that's an avenue where yeah. um dad is just a very creative mind and he he came up with some ideas, you know, from turkey hunting and utilizing different blinds that, you know, for a more efficient setup and more of a mobile type hunting. Like now me, I, I I won't hunt a blind. I just, I refuse to, I just don't like it. Um, I don't like being closed in and stuff, but, um, but I can still, you know, as far as, you know, diving into it, you know, I don't feel like I almost have that connection with a blind, like I do a tree stand. So that's probably the reason why the blind isn't around. You know, it's one of those things where we're like, we think we got good ideas for blind. Maybe they'd be horrible. Who knows? You yeah. Know? So.
0: yeah, and that's just because that's not how you hunt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep.
1: Okay. Yep.
2: It, it kind of seems to me like, you know, maybe the tree stand, the sticks, those are the big things that come out first, right? But there's, there's always things that whatever you guys used in your system, you have ideas in your head about how it would work best for your system, and ultimately those are kind of the products that you're going to push out. Oh yeah.
1: Yep. Exactly. It's just it's just a, you know, just a kind of constant, um, revolving deal where you just, uh, um, <laughs> thinking of tweaks, you know, trying to make, make stuff better, be more efficient. And all right. So we got the tree
0: stand right here in front of us. Why don't you, why don't you do a, a, the best job that you can, <laughs> because this is audio, right? Break this tree stand down with us. And I guess talk a little bit about the the specs of it, some of the functionality of it. And um I know we have a prototype in front of us, but there's a lot of other things with this particular stand that uh I you know, like I think this one doesn't have a coating on it. No nope. right? a, yep. a quiet yep.
1: coating. So break it break it down real quick for us. Okay, so essentially what we have here is um it's a run and gun style hang on that is a a final hunt weight of seven and a half pounds. So like that's the that's leg- the legit weight. No bullshit.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: there will be a rope mod for it, and there will also be a belt. So, you know, same thing with the sticks. A guy can pick, you know, along with Lone Wolf custom gear, we kind of wanted to give, like, upon buying this, you'll get that sort of customized uh, experience and, and be able to kind of deck this out. So I just wanted to throw that in there yeah. before I get started. But so, seven and a half pounds, um, you know, the great thing is, is we didn't sacrifice platform room. Or, like, seat room with this. It's not extremely small. Like, the, the platform is still 28 inches long, and it's still 19 inches wide. Like, it's not, yeah. um, you know, uh, the run com- configuration is different. It is made from solid material, 6061 aluminum. It's made in America. Um, it, it's it's just a very strong alloy. It's stronger than casting because it, it's never in a liquid state. You know, it's like, it, it's just, right. it's made from solid material. So, um so with that being said, you got the platform room, we got this, uh, you know, not as type, tight of a V taper in the back as like you'd see with the XOP or like the original Assault, uh, and not quite as wide uh, you see as like a standard V. Um, so it kind of hits that middle ground. Um, a big feature about the teeth themselves. So uh, it's a, a, a patented design, uh, we call it like a reverse tooth technology. So typically on the original designs of dads and the xops and stuff they all have a one angled tooth like they angle in one direction you know so it always allowed for you to cam that stand in you lift that platform up cam it and it gets nice and tight well with this new tooth design that's really not even necessary so it actually has a backdraft under the bottom teeth that'll allow that thing to sink down without that procedure now you can do it if you want but that combined with this new six point offset bracket with the micro teeth and um you know even this too for added stability um this offset bracket now is much like an xop with six teeth Mm -hmm. but it has the micro teeth in there for even like extreme grip like these when these teeth dig in and max out you have secondary teeth that come along and i mean once you get past the bark oh yeah yeah that i mean this thing ain't slipping you know and you can see even the, the added structure for any sort of being that this thing has so much leveling capability we had to beef this up and actually had to add structure out to the in front of the center support just so when you get on extreme crooked trees you're not you're not twisting this this support system so um if you can tell too everything is even implemented if you look at the design of this center support system you can see how back where the pressure's uh, uh pressure's lighter you got mm-hmm. thinner rungs and look at as you get up here you know uh that comes from testing that comes from knowing what the hell uh, is happening with the stand, so, like I said, this is like the probably the fourteenth model, but you know um it 's beefed up where it needs to be to to have that and handle that added um uh, that added twist up there because of the increased offset capability. Not only that, we added more leveling slots in there, mm-hmm. so you know it was all, they were always adequate, but shit, why not add more yeah. Why not get more accommodation so now you got more accommodation to level, and this thing really uh really leans back uh Uh, very far um so you got i mean that's you got quite a bit there than you did from the other models um we did things like integrate uh bow toe rope cleats on here Mm -hmm. so now uh when i you know my vision for this and how i had my other stand hung up and how you know i was hunting every day you know i like to get up the tree in one shot and I, i like to be systematic about it so um what I do now with this is, you know, you'll get you can get twenty five foot of uh, paracord on here on these on these cleats, right? So, what I've been doing is, you know, you get there, I drop my bow in my pack, and then I immediately take off the paracord and just leave it in a coil. That way, I can get up the tree and then just pull my shit up at the end. Yeah, um, and I, I can get into that later as far as specifics. But so you got the um, the paracord cleats. Uh, you also have in production too. This one's missing. It has another cleat in the center um, because these then act um as pack hangers which i'll show you why so the great thing the hands down best feature about this stand is right here when you fold this up the seat interlocks and this is this is patented as well interlocks into the casting and it actually turns your tree stand into a frame pack so you, you can put I mean, you could sit on the back of there, Dan, and we can we can march around if we wanted to. I mean, that this thing ain't going anywhere. Um, it's a frame pack now. Yeah. So in so one all...
0: second, I just want to explain that yeah, what's happening. Well, yeah, what's happening? Just just from visual is that basically the the seat of the stand has now been flipped up. There's some cleats in the back part of the seat that go that are inserted into the platform of the casting, and now that seat doesn't fold down, and it. It's like a shelf.
1: Yep. It's a shelf for for anything you want to pack. So camera gear, extra clothes. Um, And and the important thing is it's hard not to jump around, but all this works in unison. So now, I mean, uh, just to jump real quick to the stick, the stick folds down unlike any other stick you know and goes to a three-quarter inch profile. So why this helps you... With this frame style, it all goes hand in hand. Now, this doesn't have the plugs in it right now because it's the prototype model. We took those out for the ones at the show. But these sticks stack flush to your stand. Now, you end up, even with three on each side, which is six total in these ports, you end up with a flush surface and a shelf to put your equipment. Nothing is rolling over a a bulky set of sticks centered. Nothing is having to be loose or, or clanging around. These these sticks press into the tree stand. Um, there's polyurethane grommets in, pressed into each stick. So they're very tight. They press into the ports, and they all stack together like Legos. So you actually take those, and you stick them in those ports. And then back to what I was saying before about getting up in the tree with one shot, you can actually take that stick and slide it down and use the bottom port. So now when you get to the tree... I put on two sticks at the base, then I, get, I, I go on my way up. My, my one and, fi- and only final descent, I can reach back around, pull the stick off my stand, set it on the tree. Continue up, pull the stick off my stand, set it on the tree. I set my stand, and then I pull my whole shit up. I pull my bow, I pull my pack up all at once. Um, it's like a built-in, uh, what are those things called, Garrett, that clip on the back of the the
0: tree stands. The, that held oh, the, the stick. The stick towns. Yeah, so it's like a built-in stick talon. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, sort of uh, in that sense. Yep. Um, so yeah, with with uh, to get away from the stick. Then so um, this definitely um, is a great feature. We've tested it with a lot of weight. We've put in. Uh, we've put uh, you know quarters and stuff on there. Dumbbells. You know different size packs and variations yeah. and and it's definitely pretty strong and it, and it definitely um, you know provides a, a, a really efficient way to transport
2: yeah along with that would you guys also be offering a shoulder and hip belt oh yeah so with it?
1: so with that's the one thing that we were kind of upset about that we didn't have at the show so this this stand will come with a deluxe so, you know being that this does you know we're claiming you know it essentially goes into a frame pack um we have a a, a very heavy duty set of shoulder straps that will come with the stand sternum connection, and then a, an optional heavy duty waist strap. So, uh, with uh, also accessory on that. So that we don't have yet; it's still in the it, it's in the processing stages. But that will come with the stand. Um, there'll be customizing options like um, color. You know, we have we'll probably end up doing three colors. So when you you know order your stand, you can pick which color you want. Uh, you mentioned the soft touch. Uh, this doesn 't have it right here that we 're looking at, but uh, or silent touch as yeah. we, we call it um, it 's a like very super thin rubberized coating that yeah. is sprayed over the entire stand, everything yeah. so it really minimizes like uh, vibration and, and noise uh, of the material also is uh, provides an awesome feel for your hands and grip, yeah uh, along that sense, all through the stand there 's integrated portions where there 's machine gripping points in there. So along with that soft grip, so like, you know, there's there's um, those machine grooves for your fingers there for carrying the stand when it's like this. When you're manhandling the stand to hang it, you have finger grooves right there to hold it better. Same thing when you're climbing up the sticks. The whole stick is machined with grooves so you can... Grasp the tube with comfort and not really grasp the step. Not that you can't. Yeah. Um, it's got a roomy, a way more roomy step bed than any step out there. Now it's got a five-eighths inch flat that really acts as a nice like handlebar almost. But um, you know, just just for the option of climbing. <clears throat> so, huh, I mean, you're
0: talking about you really broke this down. I mean, oh, oh yeah. It, yep. I mean, nobody, nobody's gonna put finger grips on anything. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. like we got finger grips here. We got uh, you know, different, you know, like, like you said, like you broke down the the stick and that's pretty
1: Well, it's pretty it, interesting. It, it, even things such as this, like little things that people don't see but like that I think about every day because so when this seat goes down, right? You know, one of the first one of the first things was, dude, how do we f- efficiently pack all different types of stuff, you know? And that's where this came from whatever, but The simplest thing of like this, like, so, you know, when you, I'm sure, you know, from from setting up the lone wolf or when you got sticks on it, but I'm not sure how you run your belt, but I'm very systematic in the way I run my belts and I like them a certain way and I like them efficient so I can get them off and get them on and and be quick in and out. And I always ran my belt around like the ears of the stand, if you will, and back to the button. Mm -hmm. Well, I fucking hated putting it to the button. So I always put it to the, to the leveling knob. Yep. Well, that's pretty half-assed. So now we have like these in the actual model are big T's. So there's two big T's that come out of the stand specifically to strap your stand. So it's super quick. You come around, you're not having to do this whole deal, put it around the button, push it back down. Like a lot of little things that really pissed me off. You know, I I kind of, you know, addressed and... and, um, Let me ask you this. With all
0: these little things that you're talking about, how did you? How did you come up with that? Did you real? Did you just sit there and and spend like a day putting sticks on a stand and tying them up, or is this all through going out hunting, tearing up, setting down, tearing up, setting down, tearing it's, up?
1: It's both, hands down. So you know, Dad and I will be uh, will be you know hunting constantly, obviously, yeah. and then you know we we you know meet you know at a table, you know we're, we're sketching out designs, you know talking about some stuff. We know the problems. So it's sort of like a, you know, just like a meeting of the minds. All right, man, okay, how do we make these sticks today? Yeah. How do we do this? Well, we could do it like this. We could do it like that. Oh, that that seems good. Let's try it. Hunt with it for a day or somehow get a prototype made. Nope, that shit doesn't work. Yeah. Go back to the table. You know, okay, let's see what, um, I I liked how the sticks did this, but man, we got to keep them all together. I'm like, you know what? You know, maybe, okay, let's try it. Nah, it's too bulky well, what if we put two sticks on one side and two sticks on the other side? Basically. Like, like you know, like, will, will that work? You know, no, 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 that won't work. You know, guys will get pissed because they can't all be together. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just, it's Continuous constant.
0: research and development.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's just constant going back and forth and he'll come up with an idea and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's good. And then like, you know, it, and then, you know, I'll feed off that idea and then, oh yeah, then we can have it do this. It's just a, it's a really good collaboration. Um, And, you know, we got, we have a pole in our basement that, like, we're just down there messing with stands on. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's down there. It's like one of the old beams in the basement with a, with a bunch of like half rounded logs on it. And, and, and we're testing it and we're getting on there and we're jumping on it and, and we're testing how it grabs and we're looking at like where the rungs need to be and, and a lot of that stuff. And, you know, testing like the teeth and how it sit and how, or how it bites and, um, you know, and then you, you, you get these things and you work them out on like a slick pole and then you get them on this, this tree and like you just got this, yeah. uh, you know, idea of performance. And, uh, well, let's let's move the cables back a half inch. Yeah, Let's move them back another half inch. Let's see how far we can go before it becomes a problem and let's find the sweet spot, you know, to whereas you know, maybe somebody might just be like, all right, we'll stop the cable there. It doesn't matter. Um, I know like, you know, prim- like e- even little things like this, it's crazy. But, you know, dad and I were like arguing back and forth about the cable spot. Like, and it was over a half inch. <laughs> and then some, and then you know one of our uh, one of our, our buddies that was there was like literally like, "Is a who gives a shit? Put it put it either spot. It's yeah. a half inch. Nobody's gonna, nobody is gonna say, uh, I got a quarter inch less of foot room right here because there's cables right there." And we were like, "Yeah, you're probably right. All right, fuck it. We'll just we'll flip a, <laughs> we'll flip a coin." You know, so it's um, it, it yeah, it, I, I think it's just a constant um, sort of uh, uh, game of of just looking into things and. and so come so that. long.
0: Long story short, this is like what I'm sitting here, maybe at the ATA show, and that's what you know you're showing people right now. But it it's probably not the end tree stand.
1: Oh, it, 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 and that's <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. You mean like down the road? Like I mean, as like far as the next. Well, model? I mean,
0: you guys are so anal retentive about your products, right? And and the design that you know you might have. This this upcoming year, you might be going into the woods, setting up your tree are Like, oh my god, yeah, I gotta god do this. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: and that and that very well might happen. Um, but I think that we we got pretty damn close with this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's we, it, it's just you know, still still walking that line of it's so hard to know what everybody wants. Yeah. But walking that line of okay, we can't make a stand that's unusable. You know, because a lot of guys preach like they want super, super, super light, super light. But how bad do you want that super light? Why are you even taking a stand then? Go stand on a freaking limb, or so it's. It, it's just an, it, it's a lot of things that go into it. So I really think we got the literally the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I think yeah. what was most surprising to me, I think once the hype for this started coming out, I think a lot of people expected that you were going to shave pounds off of the system, several pounds. Which you guys did, but I I don't think a lot of guys also expected was all the small things that you really have to get it in your hands to be able to see. Like, oh yeah, that that's nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and we had that. We literally had that same conversation. It was like, okay, well, we can, uh, we could have we could have made an eight and a half nine pound stand, uh, just to undercut everybody. Cast aluminum, same thing what we've been doing with our eyes closed, and not did a damn thing extra. And just made a light stand. I wanted to do that with XOP, but it was one of those deals where we, we needed to like cover that. We wanted that 350 pound weight rating and these big seats for these bigger guys who wanted to be mobile, and, and it would just wasn't in the card. So, um, but then it's like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you know, well, why, why do it half ass? You know, I mean, well, there was so much stuff that we wanted to do, so it just sort of honestly it took on in mind its own too. Yeah. So uh, I think a little bit of both happens.
0: All right, so. You mentioned something about weight rating. What's this going to go? I mean, this is, is
1: going to go. This is going to go three hundred pounds. Okay. Now we always do uh, test to a five times safety factor, but yeah. just to be on the safe side, we're going to go three hundred pounds. We're not going to try and, you know, uh, end the world with like some crazy four hundred pound weight rating, and we're not going to say like, oh, well, this is for those hundred fifty pound guys. So <laughs> I
0: don't know one mobile hunter who's four hundred
1: pounds. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> well, you'd be, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose um it's a good point <laughs> unless but, he's like six eight yeah dude no. i've seen some big boys man some yeah. some uh that you'd swear couldn't even get on these stands and they're like oh i love them, man i yeah. love him and yeah. uh,
0: any garrett any other technical questions that you can think of
2: so uh, i mean the big thing that that strikes me initially when i first look at the stand that makes it i think a lot different than anything we've seen before is in the past everything has been cast right so when i look at the stand and especially like where the the seat post connects to the platform right we don't have those ears that has been in every other tree stand pretty much ever seen to this point right it's just flat and i imagine that's a consequence of being able to use whatever machining stock you're going to start with
1: yep well see and and that's like so this is where this is where the old man is 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 a different breed so like a, a typical person would look at that and say okay you know we're going to cut this platform out of a sheet of stock, and then we're going to make a bracket that serves as ears for our center support. He's like, no, nuh-uh. A lot of development went into that tube for the clearances. And to, he doesn't only think of efficient function and uh, use. He thinks of manufacturing costs. He thinks of how the things are going to be assembled. He thinks of – like. It's everything, man. He's diving into all that at once, to where I'm like, I need to hunt out of this. I need to make it like this. You know, I got I got these ideas, and he's like, he's like, all right, well this this center support's going to jog and it's going to backstep, so we don't have to create this part. We don't have to utilize these washers. We can drill in from this side. Uh, they can do a jig to fix this. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that sounds good, man. That's fucking <laughs> that shit's right. So, in and, in one ear, out the other. Yeah, I mean, and and I have uh, I have a bit of mechanical background myself, but. It's the things that it's like another reason that makes us a great team. You know, it's like, um, you know, over the years, like I think, uh, you know, I've been pushing the mobile strategy, I think, even beyond the limits that, you know, they were back in the day. And and, I mean, they uh, and I think a lot of guys are now like they're just it's coming back and and um, I don't ever remember a time I wasn't mobile. Yeah, and, and it was all because of him. But I think like you know, it, it's great because like even this has sparked even more of a like uh, insane between us. Like you know, yeah. the way we're hunting, even getting us more mobile to test these things and more and more of that fashion. So um, yeah, to the point, like you said, yeah, it is. That's the first difference you look. It's all one plane. There's no difference in heights. There's, um, uh, but I did think it. You know, it ended up really cool. Even the seat. You know, there's no ears on that seat. That's all one dimension you know and and even as far as like you know you get into stuff like freight well shipping tree stands is expensive not this one this one ain't going to be that expensive you know not with the low profile of sticks to a lot of things go into the process of uh and that's in that's last beyond uh you know by no means is that up in the front but when you can accommodate all those things and you can start thinking beyond you know and outside the box on the different contact points even if you even look in this thing there's machine grooves for the washers to sit in i mean Uh, you know attention to detail is one thing like we could have made that straight and just had the center just a hair thinner or the opening just a hair wider but to take the time and machine those grooves so that washer sits perfect you know and and the bolt goes through there perfect and the access hole right here that has to go in for us to drill that hole like it's just there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that um was was broken down and 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 thought of you know all right so everybody i mean you got a you got a, a unique product here, right? It's innovative, whatnot. What's the cost going to be? So, I don't think we have the final cost, but this stand is probably going to be somewhere around like probably four hundred fifty bucks. Okay. Yep. All right. So it is. It's, it's higher end. You know, it's yep. it's definitely. But with that being said, this ain't that stand that you're going to outfit your property with. You know, this is right. this is your baby. This is the, you're going to have one of these, um, and um, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. even like these sticks too man just the 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 profile saving of the sticks um the fact that there is no bulky v-bracket to worry about you don't have to stick them off they're not catching anything the fact that they pivot down the fact that they mount on each other flush and that they they go onto the stand with a lower profile um and you know the sticks being light and the stand being light is great and it's so much weight savings but What you don't realize, or what most people don't realize, is that, well, just the configuration of how these stands line up Make it even feel lighter than it is once it's on your back, because you're not protruding off it's far. Closer to your body, I, I, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, like with the you know the standard sticks or the conventional way of stacking the lone wolves for the XOPs, you know, you just get farther and farther, and it's like this this lever just pulling down your body. Yeah. So a lot of guys started laying them flat and doing all that deal. Well, even when you lay those flat, you can't get them anywhere near as flat as three quarters inch off. Um, the pro uh the platform so i mean like man i wish uh like you put this thing on your back set up pack everything i mean even you know we went um man we were hiking around for hours one day with those capes on it capes weights uh full gear just going up hills going down hills with the testing out backpack straps and making sure that you know uh there 's the right you know sternum straps so they 're not slipping off rods or just yeah. even though we 're going to do those right we 're going to try and do everything right you know um, uh, just because you know my goal with this too was to have it be a a system a customizable system but to when a guy orders this, he gets his setup and he is ready to rock yeah. he doesn 't got to paracord anything he doesn 't have to do and i know't no offense but that 's what you guys are about i mean everybody 's about that we 're all techy we 're all but I wanted this to be like a guy could go on the site, pick his deal, pick it. Okay. I want to do the minis. I want to do a four pack of minis. You know, you, you buy, you buy the sticks individually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four pack of minis. I want, I want OD green paracord on my thing, you know, with a, you know, 25 foot of that. And I want, you know, I, I want my tan, I want my stand tan, you know, I'm hunting a lot of like, you know, this or whatever. And that thing gets there in a the box, shoulder straps on it, ready to rock. Like, it, so you're selling a, basically a complete system. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. Yep. Now you 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 can buy just the standard, just the sticks, but like you know, there will be that option that maybe a little bit of cost savings buying yeah. the whole setup, which is not determined yet. We're gonna we're gonna try really hard to in the next four to six weeks pump that site with as much information yeah. as we can and a much as much customizing and and stuff like that as possible. And We're even gonna break it down, um, which man would be awesome for like a guy like you. Like I want to break this thing down. Uh, like you do on your videos, man, I want to get, I want to show these guys how high you can get with six of the minis, you know, uh, how the, you know, uh, benefits of the rope versus the strap. Like, you know, I want to dive into it, man. I want this to be the mobile setup, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah. that a, lot was of ed- kinda... so
0: a lot of education yet to come on. Oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. This is just this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think the releasing of the product is um, I wanted to let people know it was coming. Uh, it's not far off, but I wanted um, people to get sort of hyped up about it. And also just, you know, I feed off people, too. Like, you know, so just people that, there's already things, you know, hearing at the show, like, you know, positive feedback. And um, it, it's It's good because that will ultimately change the final, final, final product. You know, um, like you said, you're always, always tweaking. um, And and, and you always got to, you know, kind of change to, to cater.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. So. Go ahead, Garrett.
2: You guys offer two sizes of the sticks. Oh, yeah. Very, very yep. much like, you know, it was way back in the day. Yep, so. yep.
1: So we did a, we did a full-length 32, and then we did a mini 17. And, man, we messed around with 15s. We messed around with 20s. We messed around with 18s. And it was just like, you know, we don't want to put out these guys, and we don't want to make it, you know, inclinable for these guys. So we decided to settle on 17. The mini's the 17, uh, and the, the full is the 32. They all have the pressed-in bushings. You can integrate. A guy can get two full, two minis. They can stack just like that on there. Um, these, uh, these holes are integrated to the three-quarter way on the, um, on the full-length stick. And the full-length stick still stacks right on the back of that. You can still get six of them if you want. Um, they just protrude out a little farther up and a little farther down, obviously, than these that, yeah. that are, like, right in the platform. All right. So what's the – let's say with what, – what did you use the last time, the last
0: time you hunted – with this? On your run and gun. Yep. When you went out, what what was the last system that you had?
1: This with, um, I was bouncing between three and four minis. Okay, so three sticks, three mini sticks to four mini sticks, and one in your tree stands. Yep. Got it. And then I had my, you know, and I'm the type of guy too, like a, a, every year I'll go through like 10 different packs. It, it, they might be the same packs that I've used 10 years in a row, but like, it's like, I'm always like... there's things I like about this one there's things I like about that one and so I was trying fannies with this I was trying full size packs with this I was you know trying um, my camera equipment just trying to get an idea like what it's like to put those different sizes on there but every time you know I was um, I used uh, for testing purposes, the folds. I was using two folds and two minis for a little while, just to like, okay, check the stability of the folds and you know, get that get that stride. But we sort of had that figured out, yeah. and um, it was more so like, okay, when we had the minis for Lone Wolf, they were fifteen, and I hated them. Yeah. They were so they were so tiny that like I I hated them because it was like I didn't get anywhere, and it was like they were so small they were unstable. If that makes any sense, that's yeah. what I thought anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, some I people don't even know the
2: same experience. I had them. Yes. And it was like you get so crunched up when Ex- you're on them. It was like exact- you're hanging four feet off the tree. And-
1: exactly. So that was one of the big things where we really wanted to dive into this. Uh, I know there's um, some sticks out there that are like 20. And that's uh, that's a lot to ask of everybody. I mean, 20 is a big stride. So, um, you know, we were, we were messing around with that a lot. But, yes, I was using the minis, and I will continue to definitely use the minis now, man. These things are freaking rock solid with these bigger steps. You know, that's the thing. We didn't sacrifice any of the any of the additional features like that we, you know, did with, with like XOP, we got a longer step. We got the arc in the step. We actually even made the step thicker. We gave you more of a footbed for a comfortable climb. This is still the exact same standoff. This is an added standoff. So, you know, I, I mean our, you know, uh, in the innovative process, we wanted to make sure that not only did we get light, but we kept climbability, even things such as this, you know, people don't realize this. And I don't even think I told anybody this at the show, but it's just little things, but that right there, Having the step line up flush with the top and putting traction on there, this is all a step now for your boot when you're on your top step. So it's not a lot, but it's something. I mean, and and I use it, and I like it. I don't slip off that. I used to step onto the tubes of the Lone Wolf and the XOP a lot. But there's that gap there now, and now I can't, you know, so – or you can but it's uncomfortable um you know and the integrated stoppers i mean solid material that are that's not going anywhere ever so um it wasn't about uh only making it light but keeping that climbability Mm -hmm. um i feel like you know anybody can shorten things up and make things smaller and make it light but to really dive into the design and, and and test it properly to make sure you got something strong that does have the the features that you need and that you want um uh uh, that that was the challenge you know um
2: out of curiosity did you guys ever play around with double steps at all
1: i was actually just going to get into that so i think one of the first comments um we got on the stick was like double step like just like that and i hear that all the time and so is this where
0: you make fun of him
1: no, no. This is not, <laughs> He's no, been no. talking about double steps so, all day. I so don't, I and, I, dude, steps. and I and I really I'm. This is gonna be the most the best thing I take out of this this conversation because I want to get your take on double steps. But but we were gonna bring it to the show. We do have a double step design. <laughs> <laughs> we were, but we were we were gonna bring it and, and because I've been hearing that with XOP and I was like you know what we we better we better make a double step. And, and we decided at the last minute, we were like, you know what? We got so much stuff. Like, let's just, let's hold off. Let's see how people take it. Uh, we do have a double step. Um, hair Now, did you hear that?
2: Uh, yeah. The the listeners can't hear it, but I was smiling. But,
1: (laughs) but but so, so to that point though, to that point, you know, we and this was another conversation, like sort of at the round table, but, um. When we'd always talk about double steps, and I'd be like, you know, uh, the public wants double steps, and Dad, <laughs> <laughs> since when did you give a shit what the public want? <laughs> well, it's, it's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Now you gotta like, you almost gotta uh, account for for people's uh, like the request when you yeah. get it so often. So, yeah. so I, I'm talking, and I'm like, you know, and then Dad would be like, why does anybody want a double step? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I. Everybody says they want it, but I guess I never really dove in. I think now I always thought it, or I've heard like, okay, it's uncomfortable on the knees or like standing in the same plane. Or so I really, I'm going to be educated here. What is the need for the double step? Not that I, I'm just saying, like, like, like we've done it, but like, why or, or what is, are you standing on both top steps? Or are you standing on both bottom? Or is it just like to both, have the feature both. of coming back yeah. both ways?
2: So back, back in the day when I used the, low, the original lone wolf sticks, I was single step guy and I would trash talk. The guy's were using double. Oh, that's actually wait, you don't need that, right? <laughs> so until I actually tried a double step, I was like, oh, this actually is kind of nice. Just from a usability standpoint, I think with single steps, what I would often have happened is you know I sit at the base of the tree. You sit there for five minutes figuring out what tree you want to climb. Once you figure that out, okay, this is the path I'm going to take up the tree right and then maybe you deviate a little bit i would find myself often climbing up and then saying okay i need to actually switch my step around this way then on the way back down i'd have to like do a little pull up and then switch my feet around to be able to make it work right so that kind of stuff just got old after a little bit especially once i started using haters it became even more of an issue i started adding those to my sticks um so just made it a little bit easier to use and then the other thing is just kind of you know if you're sitting there you're doing the final hook hooking the stand on the tree it's like yeah you could stand there staggered but if you stand there with both feet on a level plane it just seemed like you got less calf fatigue.
1: Are are you are you standing on the top or the bottom
2: for the actual stand? When you're stand, part? when you're hanging stand. Usually the bottom, and then okay, I would hook yeah. my knees around. So I hook my knees around the top steps too, and then I can almost lean back even without lineman's belt because I have a little extra stability there.
1: Yep, that's yeah. That that's an, and and that's what we almost thought. We were thinking that okay, you know, guys want to stand on both steps, and at first, you know, we heard from some customers that, or I heard from some customers that they they were standing on the top, and I'm thinking like, oh man, like that's like. um that seems like a no on to me. Like, I mean, you are pretty damn vulnerable if you're standing on the top of those two st- uh, hanging a stand with no harness. See, I think that was always the thing, too. Like, uh, and this, this may be taboo, but, like, I don't think I've ever wore a harness setting a stand. Ever. Well, how do you wear I mean, dude, everybody I, wants to, you know, hey. It
0: scares that safety, me, man. That dude. you got to have that safety line going up. But when you are when you running gun hunt,
1: you, what are you going to do? Go up the tree hang it go back down and then use it to it's, yeah. no you don't do that um yeah so i mean it and, and and i've seen guys stand on the top of two steps with their linemans, which at least they're secured but like you know i always had uh, that sense of security with that stagger because I just drive my crotch into the tree yeah. and I got my leg like just like jammed around the other side. Now to that point, eighters is a whole different different level. Now if you're using, then that becomes and I would always do the old flip like you said. I'd go up and it happens quite often that where like my steps aren't the way I want them, but then I just reach out my other foot and pop them over, yeah. and then I make sure that which it, it is a pain in the ass, but. Um, I get the Aider thing because then don't wouldn't you have to then take off your Ader and like flip it upside down? Or? So what usually happens is
2: if you're using the aider that like alternating steps, not only would you have to flip your steps over, but if you had your if you had your aider wrapped around your stick, say right here, yep. right then you can't flip the thing back around. Oh
1: you got yes, yeah, so you gotta take the aider off right. and then yeah. and then flip it around. Yeah, I definitely get that. I can get that. Um, and that's why we've been, you know, starting to dive into that and we actually have a have a cut. Um, a double step cut. Um, the, the tough thing about that is is just packability. is packability because you know trying to keep that that beefy step and keep the everything to work um, the same. It's tough with that. It's tough with that point. So then you know you start talking about a split step versus a solid step versus okay. Well, does a double step option just work different? Okay, and then, and then we even we even kicked around the idea of just one double step on the stick to save weight and if guys are using on the bottom well then you know we might be able to make that work with with packability and some sort of a different stop system so a lot of thoughts going into that too and we got some stuff kicking around that um uh could be um i'm not going to say for sure like that's going to be available in like a month but um we definitely have the double step need in mind and we want to accommodate those people because we do or i hear it a lot i do um all right any other questions about the sticks and stands that you can think of, Garrett?
2: Mm. I want to, I want to hear. I guess not specifically related to the product, but how you use the product. What and you kind of talked about it a little bit before, but what is your system exactly? Do you, so you're not using hiders. It sounds like. Nope, no hiders. You're hanging your first couple sticks at the bottom. When you get to the base of the tree, what do you what do you do? Describe your process from take the stand off the back do you take the pack off set it aside what are you yep. going to
1: do so so what i've been doing um you know especially with this new setup and i've been timing timing everything and just you know getting a little techie with it but just 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 really just trying to um get a good um idea of how it how it functions and if i'm happy with it and i think other people will be happy with it so um I'll, you know for years i've always just just winged it with my sticks like if i had branches i'd hang them on branches if i if i needed to jam in my pockets i would jam my pockets if i you know um uh, was hanging on my belt loop. I do all sorts of that kind of stuff. And then I started making mods, you know, uh, a couple of years ago on my stand for holding my sticks, like, yeah. you know, sort of like, uh, that. So, so now with that being said, um, that kind of sparked, uh, um, The grommet idea and having that trail off far enough to where you can grab it easily. So what I do, um, I'll have my pack on there. Obviously, with one bungee, I carry my bow in my hand. Uh, I did experiment with putting my bow on the back of there too, like Mm -hmm. on the back of the pack if your pack can hold your bow, and then then you don't have anything on your fucking body. Um, So then I get to the tree. uh, I take the stand off my back once. I take it off my back. I lay my pack and my bow on the ground, and I hook up the tow rope. And I just unravel it and I leave it sitting there in a pile right um, I take off my sticks put the stand back or take off my sticks put the two back in the slots lower so then I got my stand on my back with the two sticks I put those first two sticks on from the ground if I think I'm going to be like extremely high I'll or if I'm really trying to gap that first stick I'll keep three on the stand you know because they plug in like Legos you can yep. you just got to be sure then you don't manhandle when you take it apart and you squeeze them so the, the other one, you know, in which I thought about integrating another hole for that, but it's like, you know, most of the time guys are using four and, and we didn't want to get too crazy with, with, with where it was and, and adding those because then guys would get confused on where the hole is. So, so then I put sticks in there. Put the stand back on my back with those sticks in the back. Obviously, like I said, put the first couple on by the ground or if I'm, you know, if it's one or if it's two. Uh, and then I just make my set up the tree, reaching back around uh, to grab those sticks as I'm going up. Um, I've never used Aiders. I've heard good things about them. I started messing around with them a little bit like in the yard, just seeing how they felt and, and coming up with like uh, an idea for that. Like when we talked about making like the... Ultra light saddle stand. Like, we were like, okay, man, how do we really accommodate these guys? But that's another story. Um, so then I, you know, I, I get up, pull my stand off my back. You never have to worry about your tow rope because it's connected to that center support. Uh, hang the stand and then, you know, get it in. And I pull my whole lot up. I pull my bow, I pull my pack up at once. Now, I don't use a giant pack, but I mean, you know if you got the um I've used big ones with all my camera gear in it, and you know you can pull it up pretty easily um with that toe rope, and then same thing with going down, I keep that toe rope down and it, and it's the same thing on the descent you know i mean i um it is i will say this it is a little tricky finding that in the dark <laughs> finding that hole to <laughs> to get them back in yeah. there, but most of the time honestly like If I'm trying to be quiet, I'll take my time and do that. But other than that, sometimes I hold them, sometimes I drop them. I mean, if I'm really just – if it's the end of the day and I'm just trying to – it all depends on the situation. But on the ascent up, it's super smooth and it's super nice because you can just reach back there and you're able to position all those on the ground before you make the, um, the climb.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say by 90% of the time, I just toss the sticks on the way down, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you're trying to get down as quick as you can. I mean, yeah. and if you throw those things, like, with the uh, – especially these, like, a lot of times, people people always – with my stand, like, I used to just – I used to drop it on the teeth, and it would literally stick in the ground like a knife, and it wouldn't make a damn sound. It would be, like, fucking stealth mode. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd and, and I'd drop my sticks on the top, uh, and it would literally be, like, like, a bunch of knives in the ground, like, when it's soft, obviously. Yeah. Um, and everybody's like, you just rifle your shit out of the tree like that? I'm like – Yeah, if I'm done with this spot, I'm, like, leaving. Like, I don't give a fuck what it, you know? I mean, so I'd rather get my shit down there. Um, I got a wife at home who's already pissed at me. I don't need to take more
0: time getting out of the woods. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get back for supper, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, man. Well,
2: question question quickly about the attachment methods of the sticks and also the stand too so you, you mentioned strap option as well as rope option mm-hmm. at the prototype stick i'm looking at right now i can't tell exactly what that system would look like yep
1: so um and and this too this will be so they will have a micro button uh um the button's not in this one obviously but it's a it's a micro button like just like the versa button but smaller and um there is actually in the new design there is a, uh, a, a like I don't know what you'd call it. It wouldn't be a cleat, but it'd be like a, like a trap or I don't know what that, like, you know, like a climbing V like mm-hmm. inside the tube, like where you, like it cinches up and the weight down, like, like drives it into the teeth. Just a, just a kind of like a wedge. That yeah. It, just like a wedge. Yeah, yeah. Wedge. So, um, the rope mod will be uh similar to a wedge. So it'll have the button. Um, and there'll be a wedge on the backside of the stick. So you actually go around with the rope, um, around the button twice and then back through that wedge on the backside and then loop your tail. I mean so that you got um the you have the, uh, the cinch or not cinch, uh, the pinch force of that strap going around the backside when you set it, then you loop it around again, just for reassurance. Then you come around the backside and go into that V. So there's a V on the backside, um, that'll hold the rest of that rope. And then I don't know what guys do with their tails, or I don't know if you wrap around a stick or whatever. Right. So, um, that'll be like one of those options. We met, we talked about doing something on the face, like, you know, with that whole, um, you know, but we wanted to make it sort of in the design as that option and it'll be a micro rope as well it's not like a giant 10 millimeter rope it's a it's a nice you know uh uh, polyester rope but a small it's like i think it's like five to five to six millimeter nice it's a smaller one nice um so that'll kind of be an idea of that and, and two as we as we get that in the next um, um we got the sticks back at the house that we've been testing with the rope mod and stuff and that'll be something that we'll throw up on the site that we'll try and like cover all the bases and let people know like the benefits and and stuff like that but i do know i've heard that a lot over the years like dude you need a rope mod i hate buckles and and buckles are heavy like dude when you start you know i always wanted to make a micro buckle but it'd be expensive as fuck I mean, it, to like tool, like a, I want, I want like a three quarter inch buckle. Cause I like the buckles, man. I like releasing them. Uh, I like how they release. I like how they, they swing around. I, I actually like the weight. I use the weight to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a rope doesn't have that weight, but a rope is lighter, yeah. you know? So it's just one of those things where like, man, you got your, I think you got your pluses and your minuses. So it'd be nice to just give, like, give a guy an option. Um, so, so that's what we're working on in that cause, um,
2: yeah cool. what's nice too is the way that sounds like it's going to be designed a guy can switch back and forth it's not like he has to make yeah a decision yeah yeah so end.
1: that's yeah that's cool too so um you know and i was actually uh what i was messing around with that i thought was pretty cool so i always i never use a bottom strap uh but i always keep one just in case um but i hate that bottom strap on the stand because like it's like there's nowhere to put it it's like a pain in the ass like you know in your pocket or yeah and i hate that like so when i put a strap on the stand like the top stand it never comes off it it stays on there um so i was messing around actually so the rope mod for the stand being that same way and if it's attached to the bottom of that beam you can coil that around the bottom because i only use a bottom strap if like the tree stand if the tree is really gnarly and like that and i just i'm like okay let me just like uh you know that's like it's like a widowmaker tree let me put that bottom strap on um but now with the rope mod on the bottom, if you're just running on the bottom, you can keep that coiled up at the bottom. You never even have to take it off unless you want. Then yeah. you just wrap unwrap it around your, your base, toss it around, cinch it in, and you got that extra stability like for for a secondary strap with half the weight and minimizing that buckle. So that's the that I was excited about that, you know, when when doing that and having that be something that could just be on there all the time. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the uh tree stand and sticks yeah that's a tree stand anything and sticks. else Garrett?
2: with the can we move to one of the other products
1: yeah i mean did that that um oh i i oh. didn't know did you guys know we did the, the saddle stand too yeah yeah okay yeah the the saddle stand and i, didn't I actually talked with brad
2: quite a bit. oh today. good good yeah. yep yeah.
1: and in that too like brad man that is his it's a really cool backstory there. i don't know if you ever got it but um you know brad sort of like pioneered that movement like back in the early 90s he was the one who patented like the the platform for hunting with a saddle it was pretty cool and um when he met the old man uh and seen like the you know his stands were all steel and stuff like that and and like just stuff that he would mock up because he was hunting the big woods up north and when he met the old man uh it was like you know he's seen that the castings and the aluminum and he's like, Oh man, you know, and it was like, they, they kind of merged and then sat down and designed yeah. that stand together. And it was like their brainchild, you know, and it, it um, in this new version is essentially just like, it, you know, designed in the image of that one. Yeah. So it's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people are going to be excited. You got to put that. your hands on that today. Right. Garrett. Yeah. What'd you think of it?
2: I mean, in a lot of ways, the, the platform itself was very similar. It was a little bit lighter, I believe. Um, that was something he told me too. I think they were having to try to be around five pounds, which I think the old one with the buckle was like six and a half or something yep. like that.
0: Yep, and that's gonna be under the Lone Wolf custom gear brand as well. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Some yep.
2: of the some of the bigger changes that I noticed were more around the harness portion of it. Because the original Assassin Harness, according to Brad, with the way that they had to do it. In order to comply with TMA, they had to make it basically test like a six-point harness. You yep. had to put the shoulder straps on, all, all the unnecessary stuff you really didn't need. Um, and then there was a couple of metal attachments that were fairly noisy, a little bit heavier than they needed to be. So that, that harness, what it was back when it was first released versus what it's going to be now, seems like there's a lot of improvements there.
0: Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So the, the platform, the stand we've already talked about the trail camera um the arrow right and what else that's it right yep, yep. Oh,
1: and, and then aside from the bow but i mean yeah, that, that's bow. pretty much you know i mean yeah actually the bows, i mean it's pretty cool we got uh we got some patented um um so just like the camera where the camera comes with a series of like uh those over mold rubber rubber skins you know yeah. that that conceal it and um We have sort of the same thing going on with the bow. So we have a a series of of rubber grommets that are 3D, you know, bark patterned. Mm -hmm. um, And we'll have uh, multiple colors, multiple styles of terrain, you know, out Western, you know, Western-type hunting, you know, rocky rocky terrain, uh, early season green, you know, uh, like a white snow camo-type deal. So um, cool thing about the bow, uh, it's all Darton's latest technology, but um, it's got those uh, features and with our our soft-touch coating that is actually like in, improves uh it dampens the bow like by like just a soft touch coating alone it's like 10 to 12 percent in testing um, and not then you know when these bushings are applied you know through it, it provides uniform uh vibration damping through the entire bow it, it essentially makes the entire bow a dampener. It, it it's pretty cool so um yeah we're excited about that and we've been shooting that this year and, and trying to get some uh some more kills with the uh, the new low bow
2: do you guys have any any numbers on how much extra the the extra little spacers add how much yeah so
1: so um we don't have the final numbers on that yet we know the basic soft touch is 10 to 12 percent more effective in dampening um we're doing a test right now actually on to get the final numbers on the the complete uh unit of the grommets but i know a lot of guys are like oh what about the weight well actually it's really i mean the overall weight um with the grommets installed on the bow is like uh just under four and a half pounds so it's really it's it, it's not that crazy i think the the base weight on that bow is like 4.1 or f- something like that what uh, do you have a brace height yeah six inch brace height
0: is that is that available now is it available when's that going to be available oh yeah
1: that'll be available in a couple weeks yep okay yep gotcha gotcha <laughs> What are you, any uh, like uh, IBO numbers? Oh, you dude, man, those? you're killing me. I'm not a bone nerd, man. Dad, <laughs> see, like that's Dad's forte, man. He, gotcha. and he's not a bone nerd either. But like, I was like, I was dreading this part. I was like, oh shit, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me any numbers about the bow. Um, but uh, it's all on the website. Yeah, right? you, you can go, go to the website. We got all the specs, and there's a link link to to Darton's page, and you can kind of get like the the breakdown on their new uh, their new stuff for 2019. Alright, so the last thing and
0: we talked about this on the podcast that we just recorded before this podcast was the arrow, right? So you got an arrow, right? It's basically standard arrow, but you got an end, you got a and like a, a little attachment on the end and a little attachment on the on the head, the, the start of the arrow shit i don't even know the po- is it the point what is it yeah the, the the front end and the back end of the arrow
1: describe what those parts are and what they do okay so uh, uh these would be a series of inserts and uh they are designed um it's a it's a patented venting system that essentially uh uh allows your arrow to, to, to siphon blood out of the animal in a way. So uh, we call them IV inserts. We thought it was kind of a catchy name because um, the fact that it like you know, helps draw blood or whatnot. But, uh, so the way it works is actually, um, obviously your arrow's hollow. Um, up front by the broadhead, there's a series of um, uh, flutes or ribs, if you will, and there's vent channels um, uh, specifically angled down to accept like the the flow of liquid, the arrow fills with liquid and and shoots out the knock end mm-hmm. um, where this becomes extremely su- uh, uh, um, effective is like any arrow that like you, you don't get a pass through through but like ends up in the chest cavity the the pressure in there of in the amount of blood like it, it's pretty it's a cool thing to see like the the actual push of blood through there, especially you think. When a deer 's heart rate elevates and starts running and goes on that death run, and he 's just think of all that shit just pumping and moving in there, and if you got that arrow in the right place um, it can it can put out some serious blood um, you know so you know not that we 're like promoting not pass throughs but like like we talked about before we 've always been everybody 's been in a situation where you get that bad hit and you just you just need that little extra blood, so that was the idea behind this um, uh, you know, and then okay, you know, a simple arrow in the or a hole in the front, hole in the back w- wouldn't do the job, you know, so we were thinking and well, that would just get plugged up if it was lodged in a shoulder or uh a neck or so we implemented those flutes. Uh the flutes that uh actually hold the meat away from the holes, allowing it to still suck that or that blood or get that blood in there and pass through the arrow, even if it's just a little bit, you know, depending on where your hit is. Uh and then like we talked at the show a little bit, um, You know, we did this and we started field testing it, you know, because obviously we wanted to make sure these things didn't make noise. They shot good, you know, so we started shooting different stuff and, and different broadheads and all these different configurations. And, um, it turned out the arrows were actually shooting flatter and penetrating more, Mm -hmm. you know, we're shooting these, I'm shooting this at the target, you know, with my buddy and like my arrows driving through the entire target. And he's, I got like a 27 inch draw length. He's got like a 31. He's shooting more pound. it's, it was just weird. We're like, what the hell is happening? So we sent these things to testing, you know, we started uh getting some testing done on these um in like like I don't know if you'd call them labs, testing facilities, you know. <laughs> I want to make them sound cool, but so they started testing these, you know, and then we started researching some some like uh some aerospace type shit or I don't, I don't know what it is exactly or the name. I don't want to <laughs> sound like an idiot, but I I don't know what it is. But so essentially what we found out is um why this was happening is Um, those flutes on the front of the arrow uh, actually you know when the arrow is spinning in flight they're they're acting as a vortex generator and I guess this this stuff is pretty common in like this uh, in like turbines and and all this stuff so like uh, you know as to one of these people seen it and they're like oh well you got to you got a vortex generator right there and we're like well what the fuck's a vortex generator you know and he's like so it, it was just one of those deals does and it help me kill deer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep okay yeah, right. okay i'll take one um uh but but yeah so what it's essentially doing is it's cutting a hole like in the atmosphere or whatever or as it's flying through and it's it, it those flutes are like like shooting air out of of that path and it's it's it's, it's minimizing the drag significantly on the rest of the arrow so it's essentially busting open a a space and and creating a a easier resistant flight pattern for uh, the remaining side of the arrow and and letting like the fletchings and the veins like uh, essentially do their job better or or stay on track better Um, and because you have this you get flatter shooting at longer distances and deeper penetration which is it's weird because it sort of defies like like physics in a way like you know how could a heavier arrow because these things do have extra weight how could a heavier arrow shoot flatter and penetrate deeper at farther distances it's like so it, it's just a weird kind of so and you i'm stumbled, not, you stumbled upon this on accident yeah i'm not uh, yeah. yeah and in this there in yeah like they, you know in we going back and forth and dad developing this and working with like the you know um making sure like okay well we need the vents and this way and the flutes this way and you know this will look cool like fucking you know like yeah. all, all this sort of stuff and it just sort of it just sort of fell together you know and it was it ended up being pretty cool so um, not only is it an IV insert now now it's a now it's a a, a vortex generator as well <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna, so it's just one of those uh, one of those deals well, but that's pretty cool I I mean hey you'll take it right <laughs> yeah. I'm a, that's like somebody was like oh dude he's like he's like that's pretty cool like how'd you think I'm like dude I didn't think of that I'm like what the hell are What the hell do I know know, about this? You know what's going to happen.
0: Like, another arrow company is going to hear this, and they're going to say, well, we're going to put a vortex generator
1: in our arrow too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's where we hope the patent holds up. Yeah. 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 Well, and
2: it's not like the... So, like, to explain your point, I think, a little bit further, two arrows of the same mass leaving the bow, one has your system, one... Leaving the bow, they're going to be the same, right? But downrange, you're going to retain more. It's going to slow down exactly. At
1: a rate. Yep, yep, exactly. So it, it's actually going to. That's where it gets to drive downrange because all that drag is slowing up the the arrow. Without that, mm-hmm. to whereas the heavier arrow, well, I guess if they were the same, even with the the accommodation of the of the uh, inserts, yeah, it's actually busting, it's busting up that that drag and letting that sail through, or so it's or, or yeah. let sail through easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's crazy, man! You can. I need to get him in the booth because he can explain it better. <laughs> He's like, so if yeah, this is, I, I got to remember that for tomorrow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> One thing that that stood out to me when I saw the initial shape, I was like, man, that thing's bigger than the feral of the Broadhead, and I looked a little bit closer, and it looks like it ramps up. Have you guys done any testing where you guys hit deer in the shoulders?
1: <laughs> yeah. So we've actually, it's. Um, I think we've we've shot a few deer in the shoulders this year. Not, I, I don't like doing it, but it's like one of those things where like, okay, we're testing this thing. And um, a lot of what we were really trying to do is get obviously through. Now, we didn't get a smack dab shoulder shot, but we, well, we, we've we been shooting in brick walls and, and yeah. wood and that sort of testing. But as far as uh, our main testing on the deer is trying to, you know, uh, trying to mimic that situation of an arrow in the chest cavity with, um, uh, you, you know, a non-pass through. And dad, the first Bucky shot was actually like, dude, it, it worked out perfect. He came in quartering two, put that thing. Like, you know, if you drew a line on that crease between the shoulder and the neck, mm-hmm. just drove her right in there. I mean, and, and you had about probably a good, I don't know, two feet arrow hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you went down there and it was like a, it was like a 10 foot circle when that deer turned around and ran of, of splatter of blood in a complete, like circle and then it ran away and it was pretty pretty cool to see um and that was like optimal man like the thing just it settled right in through all that he don't shoot that he only shoots 50 pounds so uh getting in that range is like uh you know it ended up like being perfect cool so did it hit did any of it hit and pass through bone no, no, no. It no. He missed the bone. Like it, yeah. I think, it, I think it went through like that blade, that front blade, mm-hmm. or not the blade, but like that ju- the quarter. Like yeah. I think it just drove through the quarter. Real, a Whole bunch of meat. That yep, covered yep. Just hit a bunch, a bunch of meat, and just lodged in there perfectly. Um, yeah, that was. That was so was know.
0: that was any of this testing done with? Were they? I mean, did you use both fixed blades and uh, mechanicals?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the testing we're doing right now, um, we were doing primarily fixed blade in the field. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, they've been screwing mechanicals on them and shooting them and stuff like that and just making sure nothing is, is, uh, uh, you know, obviously wonky with that. But we don't shoot mechanicals personally, so we weren't doing any field testing. So that's where, like, now it's time to really start killing some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So no noise. Nope, no No noise. noise. Dude, I, you know, originally, honestly, when we— I thought it would be like a whistle going down. (laughs) The first thing when we started talking about this, I'm like, that thing's gonna make noise. Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck it, whatever. We'll just put some sort of dissolving coating on that. And you know, I mean, well, f- <laughs> right? Why not? Why, Why not, not a piece of fucking tissue paper that dissolves <laughs> and blood hits it? Like, fuck it, <laughs> we can get around that. We don't, need, you know. So, um, uh, but then, you know, to my surprise, we, you know, we started shooting it, and it fucking don't make any noise at all. It's weird. It's like I'm telling you, man. I think we hit it like those those flutes being drafted a certain way. Like if you even look in there, it's not just a hole. Like it's not like we fucking barbarically drilled a hole in there. It's it's like a fluted vent that like jets, you know. And then and so like as the arrow hits, it's like. For optimal, like, flow of liquid, you know? So uh, we didn't want any resistance, so it's... <laughs> vortex, vortex generator. Fuck it, vortex v- generator. Vortex generator.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. New company, <laughs> new products, lots of thought and design that's gone into them. Um, anything else that you can think of? Any questions that uh, you want to ask them,
2: Garrett? I think the, obviously, like, the pricing thing is going to come out or it's going to be on yeah. the website when it's ready. yeah. As far as timing for all the various things – oh, and i, I do one more question about the trail camera. But as far as timing of all of the various things, are they going to be available for sale – at the same time or or some things probably going to come out earlier than others. And when do you think that's going to happen?
1: We're really going to try and get them all at once. Now, the bow will be available like very shortly, probably in just a couple weeks. Yeah. Um but as far as like the stands and sticks being that like we want to offer these as a system, like we're going to make sure we get like everything dialed down like with the backpacks and yeah. and stuff like that. So, we're going to try and release all those, excuse me, at the same time. Which we're hoping really to capitalize on some of the the spring consumer shows. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I would think I'm really hoping for like that, that March, March time. Okay. Um, So that's, that's what we can kind of shoot for. Um, As far as like the arrows and stuff go, that'll be way sooner. Arrows, bows, um, cameras will probably be February. Um, But like the stands, sticks, um, uh, stands and sticks will probably be March. And then to be on the safe side with the um uh with the saddle platform because we would love to have a saddle to go with it we are contemplating holding that back for a July release like a like a summertime release so mm-hmm. but it could still be spring so that 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 one's kind of but like to your point we want to do it in, in in groups like so we want to make sure that the stand is available with the sticks mm-hmm. and that the uh you know assassin's available with the harness and then you can also like get the mini sticks with that and stuff too but uh and then the bows and arrows at the same time and and, and cameras and then the the accessory skins and gotcha and whatnot gotcha you had a trail trail camera yeah, question so
2: one thing your dad said at the the booth today was that the camera has a zoom yep function in it is that a digital zoom or is, does it actually do an optical zoom inside the camera
1: it's a digital zoom, I believe. Yep, because it's like a setting. So uh, you can go in there and then under like the, uh, the aim feature. I'm pr- probably he t- sure he talked to you about that with the aim feature where it – I didn't. I didn't get the feedback, uh, the input on the on the. Uh, but you did, right? Yeah. On the trail camera. You
2: said there'd be an app that you'd be able to kind of look at live and, and be able. to – Yeah.
1: Yep. So it, you can you can operate it normally, but you can also operate it from the the undercover app. Um, and so what that does is we have a. Uh, there's an aim screen on there to where you can look exactly where the camera's seeing, so you don't have to send Dan out there to wave his arms in the fucking air, and, and or or like or reach over and get blinded by a laser that shoots you in the eye. So you you can. Um, You can look at your phone, turn your camera, and when you use that optical or that that digital zoom or whatever to to power in closer, um, as you're using that, you know, so the camera knows exactly uh, your optimal, like, cone, like, for Mm -hmm. for grasping a picture. So it gives you a target point right on that screen. So it's real easy to just, you know, if there's a scrape, boom, put that red dot right on the scrape. You know, so very easy to aim, very easy to arm, um, you know, with that... uh, with that app too, there's pretty cool things like uh, um, prime time detection. So, what that does is it takes all the data from your camera every time you arm it, every time you format a card, like it restarts. Mm-hmm. It takes all the data, and it actually spits you out a graph of the prime times of a 24 hour period. So, so it's got software built into this app. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so there's uh and this and you can do this without even the SD card. This is built into the camera. Yeah. So, if you plan on running it without a the app, when you pull that card out and you put it in the in computer, it'll like it'll look like a textile picture, but it'll be your info. You click that, and it shows you a graph. So, on October sixth at nine a.m. and ten p.m., it, it just it pings at those two times. You get red hot, so it's like that's more, your prim- more yep, movement, more movement, more pictures were taken. Now, if a squirrel's sitting there for fucking three hours, I mean, you would then get you're, more, then your then you're, bait, squirrels. then you're hunting <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> then you're Good call. Uh yeah, yeah. So so that's kinda cool. Uh that's a cool feature about the app. Like things like that. Um but you can also run it, you know, you don't have to log in, but you can you can uh Wi-Fi retrieve pictures. Uh you can save hunt maps in there. You can create buck profiles. You can make notes like for your camera location that's saved in your map. Like, hey, this buck bedded here on a southeast wind. Like, you know, so there's there's options for that. You know, I got a buck called Byron on mine right now. Like I just uh he's like this little forkhorn. <laughs> yeah, that, that's been coming has been coming to a spot. No, but it's cool because you can you can flip over because I've always wanted a basic hunting app too. Yeah. Like Uh, You know, I I use the Onyx and I use some of the stuff, but, like, it... Nothing... I just want something basic, man. I want to be able to save my property. I don't want it highlighted in a color that I can't see. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just want... I want to be able to, like, save a couple different things. And, um, so... I just, we, we put a map function in there yeah. and we're going to try and continuously update that to just be a very simple, like if I want to make a pin, I'm not limited. I'm not limited to what it is. I can name it whatever I want. I can save this as stands. This is cameras. Yeah. Uh, you can even save your buck profile to two specific pins on your map. So um, I look forward to using that a little bit yeah. more. Uh, uh, So that's kind of a cool feature, but uh, yeah, it's uh.
2: will those be offered in cell versions too?
1: yes so i realized that yeah, yeah we're probably a little bit behind the time not having a sell this year uh but we will probably have one for the, like next hunting season like yeah. so i mean we're really trying to get on the ball with that right away um there won't be a whole lot of development to go in it because uh we accommodated for that already with our housing so uh yes we will have a sell sell model in the near future awesome awesome well a lot of things in a short period of time man. yeah yep. you tired
0: i I am tired i am do i look tired no (laughs) yeah yeah i'm
1: I'm beat that's awesome man um website what's the website www.lonewolfcustomgear.com all right so all the information's there the website is up and running i believe it is up today yes uh and and like i said too you know give us a little bit of time we're going to keep flooding that thing with with more information and more specs and uh we wanted to get something up there for guys to see the products to get the basic specs but like i said i plan on i really want to dive in do individual videos on these features really show people so because there's you know um so so, yeah, yeah, be patient with that, and there's a lot more information to come. All right. You good, Garrett? Yep, I'm good. All right, man. Hey, I really appreciate
0: you coming and talking about the the new company and all the products and whatnot. So, man, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for having me on.